Chapter 1 Across the water the island looks harmless. From this distance it is a misty blue, undefined, drifting above the horizon. The sun shines without a care, lazy, hot. No sounds are heard except the lap of the water and the snuffle of a stray dog. You are coming, lady. Time to go, the man says, rope in hand. The brown, sleek-coated dog sniffs around his polished shoes. He flicks the end of the rope at it, and the mongrel sidesteps and turns its attention to the woman on the bench. Marina refocuses her eyes on the young man. The island fades behind him. Sorry? She slips her arm through the handle of her old leather bag, anticipating his reply. Let's go. He nods his head at the boat, which he has hold of with one hand, one foot on board, one on the shore, the strength of his inner thighs keeping it from drifting. He releases the mooring line from the key's solitary rusting iron bollard in readiness to be underway. Planting her feet firmly, shoulder-width apart, Marina leans her upper body weight forward over her shins, her black skirt taut in the effort as she slowly straightens. Her back isn't so bad at the moment. Perhaps she needs to lose a kilo or two, but all day long in her corner shop with sweets, crisps, biscuits, and often there seems little point in cooking for one. Her black bag, hooked in the crook of her elbow, slides from the bench as she straightens, the weight jerking her slightly to one side. She is glad she has not worn her new shoes. The concrete pier is pitted and crumbling. She struggles to reach across the sea-filled gap for the handrail, and the captain helps by taking the bag, slipping it up his own arm and steadying her descent into the small craft. It lurches with her weight and rocks as it stabilises. It has been a long time since Marina has been on one of these boats. She blinks back a silent tear, recalling the last time she was forced to make this journey all those years ago. Inside the boat, the cushioned box seats and the plastic windows in the plywood cabin walls are a thin veneer of civilization. Despite these additions, it is still a basic wooden fishing boat, layers of paint a testament to its long service. In the prow of the boat, facing the sea-etched windows and the tiny ship's wheel, is a big leather bucket seat on a thick chrome stanchion. The captain trots down the steps into the vessel and grabs the back of this perch and eases himself into it, demonstrating not only that it can rotate, but also that it has an internal shock absorber and is quite happy to bob up and down once loaded with the weight of a man. Marina's mirth escapes as an audible giggle and he grins back at her, raising an eyebrow. Hot today, he remarks. Marina nods. Settling into his throne, he carefully arranges his coffee mug, cigarettes and lighter around him. Marina, giggles forgotten, is suddenly aware that she is at the point of no return. Memories flood her thoughts, and she swallows hard, deciding that perhaps the journey is not such a good idea after all. She takes hold of her bag and, planting her feet on the floor, eases her weight forward. Unaware, the captain flicks a switch and the revving engine rocks Marina back into her seat, the deep throb of diesel drowning out her half-hearted protests. His attention is now on the sea. Edging the throttle forward, 
he swings his taxi boat away from the pier, leaving Marina to come to terms with the decision she has not quite made.